day brings us closer. Closer to the moment when the next generation of NFL stars learn their destiny. And franchises try to lay the foundation for the next dynasty. With the first pick. This is First Draft. Now alongside NFL Draft Insiders Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay, here's Chris Brown. Sitting in this room with Todd McShay, there's like 19 TVs and five of them have uh, election coverage on. That's really calming. Who was the dude who was on the board last night for CNN? King. Yeah, King. He's, he's from, amazing. He's from Dorchester. He's a mask guy. I'll tell you what, I thought I was pretty good at our draft board. I mean... He blew my mind. He was the, awesome. The thing is, is that there's a legit discussion to be had here because basically he works the board for Wolf Blitzer, just like you kind of run point for Mel Kuyper. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm not Mel's personal board guy. I just happen to know how to use the board, and if Mel the, touches it, the thing's going to crash and burn. I had a laugh last night, guys. I was watching <laughs> Megan Kelly hit the touch screen, and it, completely screwed up. I said, I'm done. I'm done. I said, that's me. Remember that one time, Todd, I hit it, and I said, I'm never you touching this thing really again. You hit it really hard, too. Yeah, I banged it but too it hard. It did work, but it I said, I'm never going there again. You're one for Megan one. Kelly last night said, enough with a touch screen. You it guys, you, pro, you pros handle it. Todd, didn't you call yourself on the air? I think Todd said, I'm Mel's Vanna White, yeah. and, <laughs> and your wife like called you out on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, we'll be back to the touchscreen soon enough, Todd. You know, it's true, though, because those guys know, like, well, the polling in this county was supposed to lean, you know, 38%, damn, 40%. And that's what you guys are like, I don't know, 6'5". I had him at 243. Todd, you had him at 241. I think they kind of – you kind of get – by that point, you guys aren't even that impressed that he knows this because you know, like, every quarter inch on every guy, and you've, you've talked about him. 5,000 times. Yeah, I was still impressed, though. I mean, you're, we're talking about, like, counties in the middle of nowhere, Michigan and Wisconsin, just, like, ripping off numbers. It was, it was pretty cool. But let's just do this. Yes, sir. 50 states. Say there's 10 counties per state. I know there's some that's more. There's 255 guys in the draft. I think you could be, if you spent your year on it, you could be John King. No chance. I don't remember anything but football players, heights, weights, and hand sizes. All right. Yeah, this we is got a, we got a, speaking of king. We got a lot of kings in this draft. Desmond King. There you Kevin go. Nice king. transition, Mel. Wow. Yeah, we got, we're getting back to, to football. Way to bail me out. Football here, Chris. Guys, I, we have uh, an election done. We have a draft done, and it's mid-season. I wanted to look a little bit back, but also at the current NFL class. I know this is about the draft. We got lots of time for the 2017 class. I want to take a really quick look at the 2016 class. Mel Kiper. This week on ESPN.com had his midseason all-rookie team. I'll run us through that position by position. Todd, you can do a little auditing and also help us out a little bit on you know some guys that haven't popped up yet. Mel, quarterback, you went with obviously Dak Prescott. Carson Wentz was your number two. Any Any controversy here? No, I don't think there should be. I mean, you look at the, the when Prescott, uh, you know, beat Wentz. Everybody says, well, you know, he still struggled a little bit, but he made the plays when he had to at money time. And look what happened last week. And of course, I'll see him against Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens play at Dallas coming up down the road. And uh, you look at this 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 rookie class of quarterbacks. It's pretty amazing that they're saying, hey, Jared Goff can play when we're not, you know, involved in any, any playoff opportunities. And you have Prescott and Wentz out there. Cody Kessler is playing in Cleveland, playing okay. Doesn't have the big arm, but he's managing the game. 
game. He's, uh, he's completing some passes and doing some nice things. But I think Prescott right now uh, gets the nod over Wentz. Todd, I got a question for you just because this, is how, this has been the, the conversation. But should we really be that surprised that Jared Goff hasn't played football yet? I don't think so. I think it's yeah. smart. I think – L.A.'s doing what a lot of franchises have said they were going to do and have not been able to follow through on because of pressure, because of whatever reason. I think Goff isn't ready. He's not as ready as he would need to be in order to overcome an offense that is it's really struggling. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line isn't protecting well. Their receivers aren't great. And you're going to throw him out there in a situation where it's likely he is going to fail and – maybe take away from some of his confidence. Now, mm-hmm. we get to the final four or five games of the year. Maybe you start to get him out there just to get some game reps and, and with such low expectations, no, no problem. But to this point, I think they're doing the right thing. I, I just don't – how is Goff going to make them better if he's still learning, you know, Latin, having English as his primary language? Yeah. The other thing, too, being that, you know, a couple of weeks ago they were 3-1. and one. Yeah, and well, excuse me, three th- three or four weeks ago they were three and one. There was still at least a glimmer of second place. They were essentially t- going into this week. They were essentially tied for second place in the NFC West. So it doesn't shock me. Mort mentioned it. I think Mel, you've mentioned it before, but Fisher was also there with uh, Air McNair. Mm-hmm. Didn't play him for two years. I don't. I think this is that uh, that that thing where you know the results on the field. Uh, can kind of get you off, get you off your plan. But as Todd said, it's 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 easier said than done. Just pop that guy. Can in. I just say this too? I don't know that anything has surprised me more than what Dak Prescott has done to this point in his rookie year. Yeah. In terms of you know halfway through a, a, an NFL season, oh, I'm I'm so impressed, or I can't like it. It has blown my mind mm-hmm. because this guy whose intangibles were off the charts. Awesome young man. You know, the story with his mom is, is great, but just like from a football perspective, the leadership, the toughness, he carried that football team. Everyone around him loved him. He had size. He had mobility. He made some great throws at times, but I, I just never saw the consistency with the decision-making and, and the accuracy that would lead to a, an early-round grade. And clearly he, he dropped to the third round because a lot of people in the league saw a lot of the same things. And from a system that... A lot of guys have had trouble making immediate transitions. Even Alex Smith, who's the brightest guy in the world, really struggled early in his NFL career until he got in the right spot and had a little bit more experience and more time to learn. Dak comes in, and he's made it look easy. And I know their offensive line's awesome. And I know they've got some receivers. And I know Ezekiel's really talented running back. But to pick up things as quickly as he has and to make throws more consistently in the NFL than he did in college... It's just, you know, I, I'm so happy for the guy, and I think it's awesome, and I hope he continues to have this great success. And, you know, we had a piece in uh, Schefter put together online and in ESPN the Magazine last week how, how many ways this almost didn't happen. And in the draft, that was Dallas aggressively talking to Seattle so they could get Paxton Lynch. Dallas being in place to get Connor Cook, and then the Raiders moving in to get him. Dallas almost trading for Nick Foles. Dallas almost trading for Josh McCown. I'm not ripping on Dallas. There's a lot of, you know, you know, bad intentions, good intentions, whatever you want to say, that lead to places you didn't know you'd end up. But 
it, it's amazing how it happened. You know, the thing that really strikes me, Todd, is without sitting on it forever, is throwing the ball down the field a lot better than I thought. Right. Really accurate. Yeah, he's thrown over like 70% on throws over 15 yards, which this is crazy, but it actually made me go back and think like, well, you know, his his receivers, Wilson and those guys, ran like 4.8 and 4.9 at the combine. Maybe we couldn't see it in college because yeah. they couldn't separate. I don't know. He's he's tough, though. It's it's a remarkable story. Well, not many of his balls are hitting the ground. And I no. think you look at this year, Wentz plays because Bridgewater gets hurt. You know, if Bridgewater doesn't get hurt, Bradford's a starting quarterback. Wentz never plays. Yeah. So that was crazy how that evolved. Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick. He wasn't the original sixth-round pick of the Patriots. He was a compensatory pick. They took a cornerback out of Virginia in the sixth round ahead of Tom Brady. So did they know what they had? No, they didn't. Okay? You know, did, did Dallas know what they had? No, they didn't. It just has worked out beautifully for them. And now you get into this whole, when do you play Tony Romo. What happens in the playoffs? You know you're going to get there. Would you rather have Romo or Prescott? Well, if Prescott keeps playing like this, he's not coming out of the lineup. Now, if he struggles for a game or two, do they go to Romo? It's going to create great intrigue and some real controversy potentially down the road I this wonder, whole quarterback situation. I'd be interested to see how Dak, and that's a tough spot. Rookie, Tony Romo. He's He's been he on the all-PR team so far. Right. But, it's Tony's but when, team. When, <laughs> right, but when he's back and he's actually suited up on the sideline and, yeah. and eligible to go in, if you will, I mean, I'll be interested to see because that's that's not easy to do. I mean, no. Brady did it with Bledsoe there, but Bledsoe was injured for a, a portion of that that year. So I, I don't know. It takes a it takes a very mentally strong human being to handle that situation well. And you know, another dynamic here, it becomes your team really fast when you're seven and one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the second thing is, is you know, people say, oh, Jason Garrett's there, Jason Witten. Everybody else is young. You know, you're an old man on that team. You're 26, 27, yeah. other than Witten. It's a bunch of guys that are experiencing winning for the first time. One of them, Mel. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there anybody else? Running backs? We're seeing Devontae Booker get going a little bit in Denver. You know, a health situation. Jordan there. Howard. Jordan Howard did really well once he got the chance. But Zeke Elliott, has he been everything you hope for and more? Well, what DeMarco Murray did behind this great line yeah. had unbelievable numbers. Darren McFad behind this line had really good numbers, and Zeke is a great back, and he's had great numbers. So not yeah. a surprise there. He's taken a lot of pressure off. We said it could be they were hoping it was going to be Romo and Elliott like it was with Aikman and Emmett Smith. Turns out it's Dak and Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke coming together and, and doing it as rookies in the NFL. So that offensive line uh, you know, makes it all go, and he's a heck of a back, and he's done a great job. And Jordan Howard in Chicago behind an offensive line has had the guard hurt a rookie center and white hair has done a good job okay quarterback cutler in then out then back in now okay and uh jordan howard run downhill and, and running for a lot of yards and has a very good very impressive average per carry right now a couple others that have popped up deandre washington um and even derrick henry getting some run at least mm-hmm. so uh, decent, yep. decent decent little group of uh decent little group of running backs you know, the only thing that's better than Finding well, it might not be better. That would rival finding a guy and knowing and really liking him, a player who's off the radar, like a Jatavis Brown or that kind of guy, and and feeling feeling like you're a little bit higher on him than most or whatever. The only thing that's better is that when you when I always call it the NFL Films biker gang comes up from three days of watching NFL films, you know, the down there in Jersey, wherever they are. I've never been to their facility. It's like eight of them that they all watch the tape together. They, they have the same thoughts, the same ideas, and it, it's against the world. They come revving up into to Bristol and, and come attack Mel and I 
and, and all these other people who have all these opinions. And listen, we're all right on some, we're all wrong on some. It, it happens. Guys in the league, that's what they do every single minute of every day, and they're right on some and they're wrong on others. But guys like Jack Conklin, Mel, and Joey Bosa, who we were getting ripped apart because he didn't have the numbers or he wasn't this, he wasn't fast enough off the ball. I love when those guys, when we stick to our guns, we don't listen to all that outside noise, Kuiper. All the chatter. Yeah, and we just we, we stand in there and we take the hits, and then all of a sudden you see it on the field, at least well, for half a season. It's funny because when they come up there, Todd always looks at me now and I just laugh. Because I'm, I'm 56 now. I'm not going to take this that seriously now. I'm just going to laugh and say, hey, it is what it is. And Todd, I think, aptly named this group. What are they, Todd? The uh, New Jersey biker gang, NFL Films biker gang. Oh, biker yeah, gang. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They come storming into town, guns a blazing, and here we are. Just we got to take all the hot just shots, a mental Todd, image right? of like Jaws and Haji and yeah. and the Cassell and all those guys. They have all the answers, right? With Todd? like headbands on, <laughs> revving up their Harley. They know everything. Yeah. And they come in screaming. Just all they're all together on Sports Center they screaming. Tell us where we made all our blunders. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, the wide receivers. Um, Good group that we thought could be really good. You know, Sterling Shepard, numbers there slowed down a little bit. Part of that's, uh, you know, Victor Cruz is, has been back as a surprise, though he's, he's nicked up right now. And obviously Odell having another big year. Sterling Shepard has popped up. We thought he could play right away. He has. Will Fuller has been exactly the Will Fuller you yeah. thought he would be. Which Amazing nice. moments of stone hands where he's wide open. But then he pulls these, you know, the kind of thing Golden Tate did this last weekend. You where, forget about the drops when you get. Oh my gosh! When yeah. you get big plays down Electric. the field, and then I think Michael the Thomas one, too. Michael Thomas, New Orleans, is somebody you were really high on. You saw the Buckeyes a lot last year, but Michael Thomas is another. I always guy. thought he was going to be a better pro than college player. Yeah, it gets a little bit hidden in that offense because right. they can just run and stay on schedule all day. Uh, but Michael Thomas, you know, was one of those guys who we thought. You know, you saw him go to New Orleans. You saw the wide receivers that were out of there, Stills and and others, and it's been exactly what you had hoped for. Mel, anybody else from the wide receivers that pop out to you? Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Uh, you know, it was at Oklahoma State, looked like a future star. Obviously, the controversy with the off-the-field issue, and Kansas City drafts him, and he comes in and is a return man, a receiver, you know, running with the ball, doing a lot of good things for the Kansas City Chiefs offense, special teams. Tyreek Hill deserves to be mentioned as one of the top rookies uh, on the offensive side. A Co- couple guys, we've seen it actually a couple years in a row. Kevin White two years ago with mm-hmm. Chicago, the injury early. Um, Josh Dotson is on injured reserve. He was the first-round pick out of TCU. Corey Coleman broke his hand, right, early in the season. Yep. Um, we haven't seen a lot of Laquan Treadwell either with Nothing. the, the no. Vikings. So those He's are being th- redshirted, Todd, basically. Yeah, so those those are three guys that – Has Treadwell caught a pass yet? He caught one, one this last week. One, okay, one. Hey, by the Is way, he on, injured, I, I, on, on the point of Treadwell, though – I've seen a bunch of people say, uh, what are the Vikings doing? Why doesn't this guy on the field? What is Zimmer doing? Why can't they develop him? Oh, they're conservative with their rookies. I just want to make a point. Trey Waynes, Eric Kendricks, Daniel Henner, TJ Clemmings, and Stephon Diggs. Last year, this team isn't conservative with their rookies. If you're not ready, you're not ready. They wanted him to be out there, and he's not ready. Adam Thielen and all that. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we've had the story what Gruden Grinder Thielen is, and you got uh, Diggs came out of Maryland as a what a fifth round pick, and he played right away as a rookie. He was on that rookie big board his first year. So this notion that you know Treadwell doing what we need to do here, I, I don't get how for a team that needs wide receivers. 
and need somebody with the size of, of Treadwell, why he's kind of been like the wide receiver version of what Jared Goff is a quarterback. Yeah, I just think it's funny. I don't. I, you, I've heard people saying that the Vikings are clearly doing something wrong there with a young player. Where last year they had arguably one of the most productive rookie classes for a good team in the last five years. So it's an interesting thing. Tight end Mel Hunter Henry. Well, I think, Austin yeah, I, Hooper is another Austin one Hooper has done up. a pretty good job, no doubt yeah. about it. I think those are the guys right now that you look at. Uh, you know, Hooper, you know, coming out of Stanford has had some nice contributions with Matt Ryan, and yeah. they've needed that. I mean, they've obviously he's had some you know, big you know, plays and key moments too. Yeah, he has. He's, he's done a really good job. But I think Hunter Henry now he's been a little banged up, and that's the thing. He hasn't been a hundred percent in every game, uh, but his and his numbers have come down a little bit. But certainly for Philip Rivers, having Rivers and knowing how op- opportunities are going to come the way of a tight end in that San Diego offense, Hunter Henry's done. A pretty good job and it's interesting too because you know just going into the draft it was basically like uh hunter henry's good but after that i mean tyler higby's got some talent there were some issues there we you know we've seen a flash or two nick vanette obviously you know it just wasn't a good tight end yeah. class hunter this year's gonna be a different guy. deal man this, yeah. this tight end class is is good and getting stronger. O.J. Yeah. Howard, Jake Butts having another awesome year. Bucky Hodges from Virginia Tech. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle from Arkansas. Cole Hickatini. He's the hottest name out there. I've talked to two different scouts in this past week who both mentioned him. So, yeah. Guys, what about the from uh, Louisville, ta- right? Yep. The tackles. Team, yep. We have your boy Jack Conklin, who's been, who's playing right tackle. Mm-hmm. Another guy though who did play both in college. If I'm, I think I'm right. Yeah. And then uh, Taylor Decker, another Buckeye. There's about 19 of them starting. He's slid in there for Detroit. He's had some hiccups, but that obviously Stafford's having a great year. Steady so they're Eddie, doing man. something right. Yeah, Taylor Decker's been solid. I, I give him credit. Uh, left tackle, can he do it? Uh, yeah, he has really stepped up and, uh, and improved. I think the steady progress of Decker, it's been impressive, Todd. There's no doubt about it. And I think when you look at Conklin, he had a little couple hiccups this past week against San Diego. But other than that, he's been spectacular. And then you have, you know, with Laramie Tunstall moving inside to guard, he's done a nice job. Tooney up in New England. And, and uh, Cody Whitehair, I'll tell you, he's been a heck of an anchor uh, at, off, at that center position for the Chicago Bears. Whitehair was another guy, though, that you guys, I think, both, not just to just to hand out trophies here, but rightly said, he's going to have to move inside. Yeah. He has. Yeah, and center, we always center thought was the best good. just because he's athletic yeah. and, and could move and he's a really smart guy who could pick things up. So it, that was, it seemed like a natural fit. It doesn't always work out that way. I, you know, I, I thought Tunsil would be a left tackle all day long, and, and he's playing really well at guard, and we'll see if that changes down the road. But, um, but Whitehair has been kind of exactly what we had hoped for him uh, to be early in his career. And it's just been a kind of thing, Todd, too, if you look back to Ogden and different ones when he had Tony Jones uh, playing left tackle. Tackles have moved inside to guard. Until they're needed, they kick back out. So Tunsil eventually will, but for right now, uh, he's doing a good job. And I actually see Miami in a few weeks. They come to Baltimore early December. Nice. If, can we get that bell going, please? I'll tell you what, as a whole, this class is is off to a very fast start in a group that we all thought, well, we knew there was a lot of talent, but just not necessarily at the, the quote-unquote sexy positions like quarterback and, and uh, wide receiver as well. There's been a lot there. There's been a lot of the number one pick hasn't even been out on the field yet. Guys, uh, running through defense really quickly mm-hmm. here, uh, DeForest Buckner, Joey Bosa's your pass rushers. Mel, Todd, Joey Bosa has been – the second he got on the field, everything you could have hoped for. Yeah, it it's just... not just the production. It's the hustle plays. It's like, oh, wow, that's that's the top player maybe in the draft. 
Shocking. Yeah, it's amazing, Todd. You've seen Nick Bosa uh, wearing that same number. It's amazing what uh, you know. And they see Joey. He had a, now he had a couple penalties this past week in that uh, that game. He'll do that uh, every once in a while. This past week against Tennessee, that'll happen. But no, his pass rush ability. You got to love him. Uh, Buckner didn't play that well this past week, but he's had a very good rookie year in San Francisco and inside. And then in Dockway, Yannick and Gakway out of Maryland. Yeah, surprising. Uh, not a good job. He's getting after again. the quarterback. Done a good job in Jacksonville. Give him a little heat, more heat than Fowler has. So he's done a nice job. But inside, are you ready to concede, Deshaun Robinson? Finally, uh, Deshaun's had a nice year. Deshaun's done some good things. Jaron okay. Reed's done some good things. Yeah, Deshaun Robinson's done some good. They're about equal. Michael Pierce, <laughs> the undrafted free agent, has done a good job here in Baltimore. Probably outplayed any drafted. A lot of missed rookie. bells today. What's the uh, What's the story on Michael Pierce, Mel? He's a fire plug. He he's such a got a low center of gravity. He kind of is like Mel just invent a new word: spark plug to fire plug. I like it. Fire plug. He's just one of those guys. He's a plugger. He's got that low center of gravity. He's strong. He gets under the pads and he's tough to handle. And he's you just watch him from preseason making his presence felt. And you figure out it's preseason when the bell rang and I'm not the bell to start the regular season. He did a really good job. He's continued on and I think he's probably right now outplayed any rookie defensive tackle right now. Uh, Michael Pierce is an undrafted fan, especially for a team that when you think about it, some of these rookies haven't transitioned as quickly. He has. Tavon Young's done a good job. Correa hasn't. The second round pick, uh, you know, uh, Kafusi got hurt. So uh, right now, Michael Pierce has an undrafted free Sam agent. Done a heck of a job. Yeah, done a good job. So running through uh, the back end of the defense, linebackers, Jatavis Brown, probably so far, you can't be a steal yet, but you can be one of the best performers, one of the best in the draft. And then Deion Jones in Atlanta, Maybe worth a mention, Keanu Neal's also kind of played in that hybrid role. Well, Blake Martinez. Pretty well. Blake Martinez has done a good job. Uh, you know, Devondre Campbell's coming on in Atlanta out of the University of Minnesota. Sua Cravens is kind of that versatile, do-it-all, big play guy with the Washington Redskins. He's done very well. Leonard Floyd's coming on a bit in Chicago uh, after a very slow start. Uh, but I think right now you'd have to say an inside linebacker, Jatavis Brown and Deion Jones, then Blake Martinez. That's kind of the big three at inside I give, linebacker. I give my guy Kevin White a lot of credit on Jatavis. Davis Brown, I remember you know, he was kind of not highly ranked, undersized. No one gave him much of a shot, and he, he had him in a, the bowl game last year and called me. He's like, you got to check out this tape, and I went and watched it. I was like, this guy's really good. He was a pass rusher, could get after it off the edge, but you didn't know quite how he was going to transition. Thought he'd be great on special teams covering kicks, and he's, he's had fast start. And we keep seeing it, you know, it's the last few years, it's really popping this way. But Brown's a guy It's like 220, 225. We know Deion Jones is in that category. That's the thing. you got to start. There's been a lot of them. you got to start opening your mind to how things are changing in the league with space and space players and personnel packages being able to do multiple yeah. things. Yep. You look I mean, Joey Bosa can do multiple things. You can line them up inside and outside. DeForest Buckner can do both multiple things. Keanu Neal at safety. Carl Joseph at safety. Jatavis Brown, we just mentioned. A lot of these guys bring versatility and the ability to make plays from different spots so that you don't have to be subbing guys on and off the field um, yep. and, can, and can be versatile with what you want to do. It, it takes the handcuffs off defensive coordinators. And yeah. Let me just say this one last thing on the Atlanta Falcons. Thomas Dimitrov just got, I believe, an extension. And, yep. uh, did a good job in the draft. Time. Brian Brian Poole out of Florida uh, played with Keanu Neal. Yep. I mean, you saw Vernon Hargraves. Now we got a lot of Florida corners and safeties coming out this year. But you look at Brian Poole. Is that Nickel Corner's done a really good job? Deion Jones, Devondre Campbell, Austin Hooper. Uh, Atlanta got a lot of production. A lot of guys are contributing heavily to what Atlanta's doing this year. Came out of the draft late April. Yeah, and you mentioned him, Mel, but you know the last. 
guys, obviously some cornerbacks and safeties to mention. Pool, Jalen Ramsey, yeah, he's been he's he's had a little bit of the uh, up and down. He's he's been up and down. You know, we saw it. We saw it in Kansas City last year, uh, you know, with Peters, where he had a bunch of picks and he got burned a bunch. But that's what you're going to get out of a, a rookie cornerback who, frankly, is not coming off the field. He's always out there moving him around. And then Carl Joseph uh, has been pretty good once he's gotten the chance to start out in Oakland. And then Keanu Neal, another one of these guys where they're kind of nickel monster backs. Yep. And we got more coming next year with Peppers and Adams at LSU. These are the guys. They're in vogue. They're on the way. Money backs. Money back. Money backers. That's what Dayon Buchanan likes. We'll take a quick break here in a minute so that we can get to uh, next year. Actual 2017 draft. Talk a little bit of quarterbacks, the junior class, who's in, who's out, and then some of your mail. But first, a word from SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by shopping multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek does it for you. They'll always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you Get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, our listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. 20 bucks. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, first, download the SeatGeek app. Then go to Settings tab and click Add a Promo Code. Enter the promo code DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Again, download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DRAFT today. I also want to tell you about Blue Apron. Now, not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I, I go to the grocery store all the time. I cook like crazy, and I'm fired up. I have some Blue Apron on the way. I'm going to let you know about it next time. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. I do because I'm a great cook. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash first draft. Why wouldn't you do that? Three free meals with free shipping? Come on. And you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash first draft. Blue Apron, it's a better way to cook. 
Welcome back. And Todd will be welcomed down to Death Valley this weekend. I like this uh, transition, Todd. I love Death going Valley. Down to Clemson, man. Best you food. To, do you get to run down the hill? I haven't done it yet. Well, should look into that. You did the. Uh, I might wear different shoes. You jumped into the crowd at Lambeau. Yep. Why can't you run down the hill? Um, interesting storyline, as if knowing that uh, one of the nation's top draft analysts will be there. Deshaun Watson declared, well, essentially had his coach declare for him, hey, <laughs> he's coming out. Yeah, well, yeah Along with Wayne Gallman, Artavis Scott, and Mike Williams, Todd, they said, hey, they're all going to be senior day guys. They're yeah, all yeah, riding yeah, the McShade yeah. So now yeah. we can officially evaluate them. Yeah. As Davo so, said, they've earned it, so they're all going to be on senior day announced because he knows they're leaving for the NFL. So Deshaun Watson's got his coach obviously stumping for him, but uh, – I take a look at Mr. Kuyper's big board. I take a look at Todd's top 32. Has not been a good year for Deshaun Watson. Where is he right now? What are you hoping to see when you're down there? He is uh, – I want to see just more consistency throwing the ball down the field. I think just – the thing that is concerning is that on the deep ball and intermediate throws, I think he's been less accurate than he was last year and just not accurate enough. Now – I mean, the intangibles are phenomenal. He's a great team guy. He, the work ethic is there. He's going to put in the time. His teammates love him. He's so humble, even though he's probably mm-hmm. in the top three, four most recognizable individuals in college football today. Outside he of him ha- and Mel. He, right. He, handles, he just handles his business the right way. And his mobility is outstanding. He's a gamer. I, I mean, I, I said it on the broadcast. When they got to overtime, like, mm-hmm. don't do anything that's not involved with Deshaun Watson having the ball in his hand. Yeah, he, he, Every single snap should be Watson because he's the only guy here who's proven that he is, he's going to deliver in big-time moments. And he did over and over again during the second half of last season. But, you know, that's the area you want to see improvement. I think that's the concern with NFL scouts. And I know people are, hate me for saying he might not be a first-rounder, doesn't have a first-round grade. Well, if you think I'm an idiot, that's fine. I've talked to three different scouts in the last week who have third, fourth-round grades on them. So, you know, there's a different perception, I think, with a lot of people. I can't speak for everyone, but a lot of people in the league than there is in college football. And I think part of the reason why he was in that discussion to start the year is how well he played in those big games last year and some of the flashes you saw, and we just haven't seen the consistency then to translate it into a first-round grade this year, Mel. Exactly, and uh, Mitch Trubisky from North Carolina has had that level of consistency outside of the one hurricane game, uh, the rain game. That was it. And, and Patrick Mahomes at Texas Here, Tech. Here's the, he's thing, gonna... the Trubisky, and I just finally got to watch mm-hmm. two coach copy tapes on him this past uh, eight, nine days. I like a lot of what I see. He's only started nine games. Now. I know. So, I mean, you know the history. I mean, Mark Sanchez is the one that comes up, but mm-hmm. it's been for years and years and years. You may get drafted high, but the success rate, sustained okay. success in the league for guys that don't have 20-plus starts, it's just it, it's abysmal. Well, let me say this, Todd. I was with Eli Manning his junior year down in Oxford for yeah. a game, and I remember talking to you, and he went back, okay? And, you know, and that's the thing with, with Peyton went back, and, and guys go back. Luck you know, you went don't back. Have, 
What's that? Luck, Luck went, went back yep. when he yeah, was. You don't in have sure to come one. out. These quarterbacks that had high grades after their junior year still went back. And I don't think Mitch because you rate them. We're rating guys. I don't know who's coming out. You rate the best quarterback. Mitch Trubisky's a heck of a prospect. But should he come out? No. And I, it, you know, to me, you, you go and get another year, more experience, and you look at the guys in the NFL that are playing real well right now. And I, I agree. But that's, just because Trubisky has a high grade, others have had high grades and didn't come out. Why would he think about coming out? You know, the really scary thing here with this class, just looking at quarterbacks specifically, it's it's good, we talked about them, that we have some good rookie quarterbacks, and, and heck, maybe even the fact that Cody Kessler's played pretty well in Cleveland. Maybe they don't feel like they have to go with a QB number one, because Come on, man. you just look at look at here, though. Trubisky could come back. You, you could have the nine starts. Watson technically Watson could, but is not. could, but he won't. Kaiser at Notre Dame Watson, has to go back. And, but Watson, then and Watson but, makes sense to me, because I... He's he's played a ton of games, and I think he is what he is, and, and yeah. can work on a dip, you know new coaches get to the NFL and try to develop his game. How about Patrick Kaya, Kaya, I don't know what if I was advising Kaya, I don't know that I would tell him to go back because I don't know if they can ever protect him. But if Deshaun Kaiser comes out, I think he's, he's started making a for three years at least. Big mistake. Yeah, I think Kaiser's got to go back to school. Yeah, I don't know that he will. Had, yeah, you would come out. You usually come out after. A but great after year. that, we're talking Kaiser Mayfield, Falk. Mahomes. Both guys that could go back, Falk could come out because he's played a ton of football. But then you get into Wilton Spate, Todd. You've seen him a lot. Big, yeah, he's just strong, starting to scratch. But he's just getting going. Yeah, we, we have at minimum one more season. Yeah. I think two more seasons with Spate to develop him. And why wouldn't you? And the more you can you? be around Harbaugh and, and yeah. learn from that staff, the, the better off you're going to be when you get to the league. Clayton Thorson, another name that's popped up recently in Northwestern. Again, a guy that most likely should, would come back, and then maybe even Mason Rudolph. Bottom line, though, I'm saying there's a lot of options to come back. Yeah, and they, um, almost is, all of them should. Yeah. So it's getting a little bad into that year where we saw. I don't 1996, know. Mel. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that was? The last time we had a first round without a quarterback in it. Yeah, are we going to snap the streak? We got surprised old. a few years ago with E.J. Manuel and then Gino coming later, but. Yeah, I that, hope Trubisky that, that goes back. That should have been that class. Yeah, if Trubisky goes back, you know, is Patrick Mahomes a first round pick? Mm. I don't. Uh, no, you got a lot of work to do. Yeah, no, and, and you got to sit him. Yeah, so guys, let's me, run through no. a couple more themes just in where your your rankings stand. One thing that pops out to me is Bama, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, looks poised to be the Ohio State of this year. I mean, it's getting it. Allen has been everything you would have hoped. Foster's been everything you would have hoped. Tim Williams, we know he can get after the passer, has actually shown that maybe he can deal with the run a little bit too. I mean, it's it's starting to stack up. Anderson's playing well. Cam Robinson's hanging around. Seven Alabama players, Todd McShay, in my top twenty-five, and even OJ Howard is probably the top. Tight end in another class. They ever throw a guy a ball? Michigan's got eight guys on the defensive side that I think could legitimately get drafted. Yeah, that group is loaded. Clemson had, had nine guys drafted last year, seven on the defensive side, and they're they've just reloaded again. And they've Florida's they've, defense. Yep, yep. Every single year, Florida's rolling out two, three, four guys to the to the draft, and and they're stout again this year. It seems to me that this class, and we've seen it. We had it a couple of years ago. Last year, maybe dipped a little bit. This class looks like a a, a very good. Pass rush slash disruption class. When you get Garrett Allen, um, Malik McDowell can get after it. Who's going to hate this draft? Yeah, he's going to drop a little McKinley. bit. He's, yeah, but he's talented. And Barnett, and then you get 
it's all over the place. Even Solomon Thomas, I don't know if he's twitchy he's, fast. He's, he's, he's a tough. player. A few, he's an, a few yeah. names that I think are that are not on the radar now that are going to be big time players in this draft when we when we get closer. Away? Yeah, let's just do it. Okay. Sidney Jones, a cornerback for Washington, coming into the year when he was a good player. Da da da. Was six foot, hundred and I don't know, eighty five pounds. Yeah. Can be fluid. Three picks, uh, four pass breakups, forced fumble, making a lot of plays. Ohio State's Marshawn Lattimore might be the best cornerback in the fourteenth on the big board right it's now. Tough. And yeah, I just where we I put him at number eight this week, and I finally had time to sit down and w- watch a little bit of tape when I was actually flying all around the last couple of weeks, and that dude can flat out cover. And he's he, the best corner in the draft. I think he's. I agree. I think I'll have Jones after him. So those are two names that really haven't been talked about a lot. And DeAndre Foreman at running back, mm-hmm. Texas. What he's doing behind an okay offensive line with a team that cannot throw the football consistently enough to scare does not have they have, they have deep, they're deep at receiver but they don't have dudes that are pressing you off the ball doesn't have his shoe on yep and just ripping off yards like the yeah. last couple and I get it it's not the best defenses but DeAndre Foreman from Texas plus just the way he plays and the the leadership that he brings to that team I think. I think he comes out after this year, and I think he's got a chance to be maybe one of the top three backs drafted in this in in what is a very talented running back class. Who who for you, Mel? Are the guys that uh, weren't super high on the radar that just popped so far this year. Well, I think when you look at uh, at the running back position, four I'm going to have it four right now behind Fournette, Cook, and McCaffrey. So he's right in there. Yeah. Uh, you look at uh, guys that are down the line a little bit at wide receiver, not necessarily first-round picks, but John Ross is the, arguably the fastest player in college football at Washington. He's getting more and more publicity now. Jake Browning's getting him the ball. He's got the speed to burn. Uh, Corey Davis at Western Michigan didn't have much production last night, but he's had a really good year overall, and he'll be a high pick. Mentioned Hickatini at Louisville. Todd agrees with that one. Um, I think when you look at Deion Dawkins, the tackle at Temple, I think he's got a shot to, to go up there. Mm-hmm. I think defensive line-wise, you're going to have a lot of defensive ends. They're going to go. Uh, you know, Rochelle at Notre Dame, good football player. Uh, I think he deserves to have a pretty good grade after all is said and done. Zach Cunningham at Vanderbilt. You see him jump over the center guard yeah. to delete the block. Uh, you know, uh, Carlson's uh, you know, uh, attempt. Uh, and Carlson, by the way, heck of a kicker at Auburn. Uh, I would go to a guy. Stephen Taylor at Houston, linebacker who's very productive. Uh, if you look at the secondary, Kevin King is the other cornerback at Washington, has the, the height, the length uh, to be a guy that maybe in a second round people look at with Sidney Jones maybe being a first-round draft choice after all is said and done. And at the safety spot, I put him in there, Sproul. Sproul calls me, Todd, Saturday, and he tells me, you got to look at this safety at Washington State. Went back we're, and we're all in get, trouble when, when Sproul's scouting. Sproul's scouting every Saturday. And he, he got a guy at He's Washington good. State. He's, Safety. He, yeah, he's the next day on? No. Okay. Not that strong. He's he's better better in space, better in coverage. What's but. his name, Sproul? Shalom Luani. There you go. That's an easy one to say. Um are you, you guys know, gonna are you guys gonna clip Washington or what? What's going on? I think they have a chance. You know, the one the one other thing I'll mention, you guys have mentioned two Washington corners that are really good. You know what's really funny? John Ross could be a Washington corner who's really good. They turned him around a couple times early in his career there, 
And he was electric on that side of the ball, too. And in the return athlete. game, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he had that injury, if you right. remember. Yeah, he could have played at the end of last year, and yeah. they didn't. He came back this year, and he's doing a great job. Which just is a, a great just, story. They didn't need to play him. They didn't, and they're right. getting it this year. And just to sum up this first round, you know who's going to hate this first round, Todd, this year? Fantasy leaguers, because there's, in my top 25 and, and, and right bosses. now, 17 defensive players, only eight offensive players in the top 25. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think seven of my top ten were defensive players. And yeah, eight were 14, from the SEC. 14 from the SEC in the top 25. Yeah, loaded with SEC again. Yep. Hey, ACC, well, actually, we should make note, ACC had the most draft picks of any conference last year. We're talking about good rookie quarterbacks, good rookie running backs, good rookie wide receivers. It's a little correction. We can give a little back on the defensive side of the ball. Um, it's about that time for us to jump into the mailbag. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if uh, Josh was able to curate anything awesome here, but. I can always make up some good questions, too. Guys, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. There's a weekly Desmond King question. Somebody from Iowa just floods us. Hold on. Um, I actually kind of want to – we'll jump onto this one, though, Todd, first. Agent Michael Scam at Spano, 97. If James Conner decides to declare, what round do you see him going in? You're going to see him this weekend. Yeah, I'm excited to see him. Uh, I mean, obviously you an amazing really high story. On him, obviously, yeah, I- before the – I think third round, fourth round, somewhere in that range. Nothing to scoff at for a running back. No, no, probably fourth round. I mean, he's not obviously not the fastest guy, and and the lateral agility is good for his size, but not not elite. Uh, he can pass protect. Not a he's decent production catching the ball, but uh, but can continue to improve in that area. But I think he's he's someone who can come in and be a backup who's kind of a change of pace back, short yardage back, goal line situations, and and continue to develop from there. Great story. I cannot believe how quickly he recovered, how well he's doing, and, and the production that he was able to have after everything he's gone through in the last year yep. plus. Mel, Nathan Goodwin, at Nate Goodwin 7. Do you think uh, Deontay Foreman will enter the draft? How, If so, how high could he go? Well, you have Fournette and Dalvin Cook, and then he could end up Right there with Christian McCaffrey. Royce Freeman's had the injury. Hasn't had a great year of him coming back from that. Nick Chubb, same thing. Petway at Auburn's a third-year sophomore. Wayne Gallman hasn't had the great year he had that you would have expected him Still to have. Like but he's yeah. going to be in the third-round mix, I would think, third, fourth round. Matt Days at NC State's another one, and Clement from Wisconsin. So I would say if you're the third running back taken in this draft, you could be if the workout's strong. Based on the kind of production he's had, he's been running wild. He could be a late first-round pick. All right. We gotta we gotta get ahead here because I, I this just cracks me up that this question exists. Mm-hmm. Dallas, who's had this great rookie class, and we you have to obviously have to subtract Jalen Smith, who we still have no idea what's going on there, who they took in the second round out of Notre Dame. But Sean Rosales asks at Sean Rosales, what's Dallas' biggest need now that QB and running back have been answered? I like how they get, they're seven and one, and the guys like already kind of I don't know. Let's talk about the draft. Edge rusher. I mean, what do you want? Edge rusher. Edge rusher. You know, they're going to always need cornerbacks there. Um, but, yeah, name, name their great pass rusher right now. Team needs in week nine of the NFL season. Sweet. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> Love it. Let's um, get more of those. <laughs> Mel, uh, at uh, Sprout ESPN wants to know, what's the uh, playoff picture for Calvert Hall? Not going to happen. <laughs> no, not happening. Right now we have a, uh, a record of – yeah, we have a right. Yeah, when you donate as much from the Kuiper compound as yeah. Kuiper does, Kuiper get, Stadium. it is a we situation. Yes, yes, five and five. What's going five on there? Five, Mel. Yeah. Mediocre. Young? 
Get that checkbook. Uh, out of well, I'm not going to just say mediocre year. We got a rival coming up though. Turkey Bowl against Loyola. Win that. Hey, cures a lot of ills. I think uh, win the rivalry game. I think recruiting coordinator Kuiper needs to. No, I'm no longer the recruiting coordinator. The, uh, no, I'm not the general manager doors. any longer. I, I retired from that position three years ago. All right. Well, uh, we got through a decent amount here today. Obviously, the uh, all rookie team and a little bit into the quarterback class and uh, a few other things. The uh, thank God post election day special of first draft is completed, and we'll be back at it in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening to First Draft. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash PodCenter.